All right, welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Dementia in Black and White. I am your host, Matthew Johnson, and this week, we have a special guest in the studio who's going to really help the caregivers out in terms of giving tips and tricks to help reduce that stress load that is associated with being a caregiver. Jeffrey Aviles is going to join us momentarily, talk with us about kind of just what he does in terms of the work he does, but then also help talk to us about some things that we can do to help us in reducing the stress of caregiving. So sit back and maybe even get your notepad out for this one. This week's episode of Dementia in Black and White coming up. All right. All right. Well, I am pleased to have a guest with us today. It's always good to kind of break it up and bring somebody else in so that you all hear another voice out there as well. And in particular, I oftentimes talk about how it's so important that caregivers really take care of themselves. They spend some time and energy doing self-care because we're always doing Outward, We look out to take care of others, particularly our loved one, and we can sometimes overlook our own physical and mental health, particularly. Sometimes we even lack the motivation to, you know, get through a day's task. And so in this week's episode, we're going to talk to a gentleman who kind of is in that motivational realm. So I want to hear from him and have him perhaps even help us. With some of that stuff. His name is Jeffrey Aviles. And I would like for Jeffrey, if you could just kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your background, and then we'll just chop it up and have a little conversation. Sure. So, my name is, as Matthew mentioned, Jeffrey Aviles. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, former licensed alcohol and drug counselor, certified clinical supervisor former director of marketing, former clinical director. Um, and I'm a, basically, I say all of that to say that I'm a therapist and I, uh, and I help people stop sabotaging themselves. Yeah, very good, very good. And now, so I also just happen to know from our prior conversation that you do some motivational speaking as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I, I was also, uh, so I do motivational speaking and something interesting that I do is I do motivational speaking with a mix of hypnosis where I show people how the suggestions that they're giving themselves is hypnotizing themselves to commit actions that aren't in line with their best goals. All right. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that piqued my interest. Of course, you know, we tend to think usually in black and white terms, in terms of, you know, what we believe in and things may be spiritual or not spiritual and people have different points of view. And that's one of those things that's kind of new age, if you will. So just talk a, a little bit about that, because I know the frame of mind that people have, especially when it comes to caregiving, for example, could be easily uh, hard to see the silver lining and taking care of a loved one because there's a lot of grief that goes on. There's a lot of negativity, but I would imagine if you had some positive self-talk and maybe some reframing on how you see the world 
particularly your daily world that, uh, again, can be pretty drab, something like that could help. So can you just talk a little bit about that and what ways something in terms of changing your point of view could help and if hypnosis could play a part in that? Absolutely. So we often have uh, micro stressors and anxiety that develop over a period of time. And you could look at it kind of like a baggage that you carry with you everywhere. And after a while, this baggage becomes too, he- too, too heavy and it starts to impact your view of a person. So if somebody's mistreating you as much as you love them, you start to develop that resentment and you start forgetting why you're even doing this for them and it becomes kind of like a burden so it's important that you check when you have that uh, that luggage that you're carrying and drop it off somewhere because it's altering your perception of the world and one of the best ways of dropping it off somewhere is writing down all the reasons that you're grateful for why this person is in your life or writing down all the reasons why they're treating you the way they're treating you because it might, it might not even be under their control. It might be that they're viewing it differently as well. They don't understand that you're there to help them and not hurt them. Yeah, that's that's some good advice there. Because I know for sure in the, the support groups that I participate in, sometimes that word comes up where people feel resentful or they feel like, you know, that it's such a heavy lift and no one's helping them. And so... Yeah, what you're saying in terms of writing, making at making that list sort of puts it out there. And then perhaps you can start to see and you've talked about focusing on what the positive things are. And there are there are things I know for me taking care of my mother. Uh, it seems like every day is a chore, but it really is a gift too to be able to spend that time with her. And, um, you know, it's time that other siblings, in my case, or other you know, family members, are not getting. All right. So then let's go and just walk that through. So after that, after you've kind of made this list, what would be some of the next steps or follow up that you would do to help continue along this path of seeing things in this different light? You would discuss this list with other people and you would do a slight visualization exercise where you kind of emotionally channel in the the positive things that you wrote down because there's so much energy and just visualizing things and actually emotionally experiencing it that it allows you to free a lot of this toxic and negative emotions that you're walking around with. All right. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then if you could, uh, because I know you've talked about uh, the work you do in, you know, either drug rehab or other areas, Talk about any example, of course, not giving any name or identity of people, but where the work that you've done has been impactful in, you know, bringing about a positive change for folk. Yeah, I think some are I've I've worked in drug rehab and in-home therapy, so I've kind of uh, been around the block mm-hmm. and also in psychiatric hospitals. And one of the, the, the biggest uh uh, indicators of success I've seen is caring for the person. Like we can't undermine how much simply simply having an open heart and making sure a person feels understood really impacts them. And something that I constantly utilize to get the to get this point across that I care is something called the echo, uh, echo technique, where what you do is when you're communicating with somebody, you repeat back what they're saying, just like that just so that they feel heard and understood. And then you give your suggestion and advice. 
So whenever you're giving advice or suggestion, it's so important that you paraphrase or repeat exactly what this person has said so that they feel understood. And that way they aren't rushing to rebuttal or defend against what you're going to say. So it kind of puts down all of their walls and allows them to take in the correct message and not fight you on it. Gotcha. Yeah, and I can definitely see something like that working with someone with dementia because oftentimes that person will get frustrated even, you know, with themselves that they're not able to remember something or with the other person if they're feeling like that what they're saying or the point they're trying to get across isn't getting across. So I know for sure paraphrasing, um, you know, and, and not mimicking a person. So you don't want to necessarily make them feel like you're, you know, playing yeah. with them, but just um, using some keywords and phrases that the person used really confirms that whatever they said, you are understanding. So I certainly, certainly can appreciate that. And then if you don't, oh, go ahead. I wanted to give one more tip, which this tip it has always been my secret weapon. Okay. And I call it my secret weapon because it works so great, but you have to practice it. And that's using humor. Mm. Having a stockpile of funny stories or jokes that even they did or that you did works wonders with building rapport and diffusing conflict. It's kind of like whenever I am uh, find one... Uh, a client of mine is in an intense argument with me because they feel that uh, I'm not understanding. I diffuse the situation with humor, and then we revisit that situation when calmer, when calmer and cooler heads can prevail. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you that certainly is a good go-to. It's hard for somebody to be mad when they're laughing. So if you can come up with, especially for the people who in this community are caring for somebody, usually who you love and who you know, so you can probably get them to a place or, you know, a mindset of something that happened funny when you were younger or when they were younger and immediately change the point of reference. So yeah, that's good. That's good advice. Good secret tip. All right. And then I want to just talk about the hypnosis a little more just because I don't know much about that. So what is involved with that? Is that something that you do like individually with people in the group session or, or what? I mean, I've seen it done in TV shows where magicians are doing things with the audience and whatnot, but how does that play into this type of work? Sure. So I do it individual and in front of large groups of people. And oftentimes when when, when people say uh, hypnosis, they get scared because they think that they're going to lose control. And then they say that, well, I'm too strong minded to be hypnotized. And the truth is that hypnosis is just about creating and breaking trances, which we create and break trances each and every day of our life. We may have the trance of driving home one day. And somehow, well, we're on the phone and we don't remember driving home yet. Our subconscious mind drove us home with our, our recollection. Mm. That's a form of hypnosis. Mm. So anxiety is another form of hypnosis where you have the anxiety that you can't leave the house because something bad is going to happen. This person is just under a trance that's causing them pain. So we come in and out of trances all the time. And the type of hypnosis I use is I help people break problematic trances so they can start creating a life that they want. And some of the ways I do this is by changing the suggestions they're giving themselves, changing the images that they're seeing, 
or changing the emotions that they're experiencing. If I'm able to identify which one is more potent and powerful with the person and if we can modify it, then I can help them get the desired result that they want. Oh, man, that's excellent. The way you just broke that down makes a lot of sense because I certainly, as you were talking about driving, have had several occasions where I'm driving and I'm home and they don't have a clue as to, you know, the the route, how I got there, because it's something you just do every day. You know, it's not anything that I have to think about. And if that were something negative, like anxiety or some type of fear, yeah, I can see that that just continuing unless you proactively take a step to break it. It's just something that you'll just do again and again, you know, because it's in you. Another great one is uh, is uh, you're looking for your glasses and they're on top of your head mm. <laughs> or you're searching for your phone and it's in your hand. Like that's all hypnosis and all that's happening is you're negatively uh, you're using a, a negative hallucination to make something disappear. But we do this all the time. Wow. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. Well, just uh, I guess before we get to, you know, close out any anything that you'd like to say in terms of tips or anything uh, in addition to what you've already talked about regarding helping people who are in that caregiving role who might, you know, feel stressed out, who might feel like they're carrying a heavy load and nobody is there. Uh, Anything else in closing before we get out of here? Sure. Uh, Always create a self-care plan. Always have people to talk to. If you can't find people to talk to, use this podcast as a way to just create a community of fine tips. Uh, join a Facebook group. I'm sure there's a bunch of Facebook groups out there with support. And most important of all, take vacations. I know you feel like you have to do everything your own, but there may be services that you're unaware of that if you could get connected with the right case manager, they might connect you to that can provide you with respite care when you when you need a, a, a day or two off. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent advice. And then what about your contact information? If somebody wants to reach out to you or follow you or find out where you are and what you're doing, where can they make contact? Sure. You can follow me on Facebook or Jeffrey Aviles. Uh, I'm the only black one. So there's a black one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it's very easy. Last name A-V-I-L-E-S. Uh, the, the next thing is you can visit me on my website, Maryland Apex, A-P-E-X, hypnosis.com. On there, I have a video of me hypnotizing somebody. And and you can also go to my website, theoverthinkingcure.com, which is a, a free website where I have a protocol for helping you tackle your anxiety. It's completely free, and I created this resource for anybody that's suffering from anxiety that wants some steps that they could take today. It's a bit of a read, but it's a lot of cool stuff on it. All right, all right. And for the listeners out there, I am also going to include that information that Jeffrey just mentioned in the notes of the podcast, so you can look below in the description and see all of that information. So I want to thank you again, Jeffrey. Appreciate you stopping by, talking to us, helping us to understand that there are some things that we can and really should be doing to take care of ourselves as we put forward that time, effort and energy to take care of our loved ones, our loved ones. And so if you need any particular help, please do look in that contact information below. Reach out. 
get the help you need and that advice he just gave about taking a vacation and just a break necessarily even if it's not leaving town or anything but you just getting some time off absolutely that's important it's wonderful taking care of your loved one but it's even more important to take care of yourself Matthew Johnson signing out this week for this edition of Dementia in Black and White thank you all for tuning in hope to see you again next week I'm out